you have them realize that that well that belief isn't true and there's actually a bunch of other beliefs that could serve you even more uh, impactfully and yet it also didn't mean that she needed to change her career in order to do more of that work although it's an option that she had that she didn't even think was available i'm steven pesavento and welcome to the name your number podcast presented by the investor mindset As someone who comes from a challenging childhood, I've spent my life seeking financial security, personal growth, and ultimately freedom. The freedom to not wake up worried about the next paycheck, but rather with the confidence of knowing that my passive income pays my bills without the need to think about it. When you name your number that you'll earn passively, that creates your ultimate quality of life, then I believe you've achieved real freedom. Welcome to my show. It's time to name your number. I'm excited to have Nolly Williams in the studio. How are you doing today, Nolly? Steven, I'm super excited to be here, man. Name your number, baby. Let's go. <laughs> man, I'm excited to talk to you because I feel like you're a guy who's, you've built a number of businesses, you've had a lot of success, and yet you've also created a, a life, a life that you're really excited about living, one that you've truly designed. And you know, at the core, naming your number is really all about getting clear on what you want from your life and then understanding, drawing that line in the sand, what do you actually need to earn to be able to live that life and then going out and creating it. And so, you know, right now, what I want to talk about today is, you know, I'm in a place where, you know, I'm having a lot of success. I'm, I'm making some great money. I'm helping a lot of people and yet I feel this conflict. And so I want to talk a little bit about that conflict that I'm feeling. Yeah, I'd love to. And uh, get some insights from you, because I feel like a lot of people are going through this at some point in their life or will uh, in the future. And that conflict that I'm feeling is I've built a business that the core focus is making money, making other people money, making our team money, making the company money. And Mm. it's really fun. You know, it's been a fun Mm. journey, you know, done really good with it. And yet at the, at the same time, I'm noticing the more that I connect to spirit, the more that I connect to who I truly am and what my purpose is, that I'm really here to make an impact, that yes. I'm here to be able to help people get what they need and get where they want in life. And we definitely do that in this business. But right. I'd love to talk to you a little bit about how you've gone through the process personally, sure. discovering what your purpose is discovering how you can help other people. Cause I know that's something you're really passionate about and how yeah. you've balanced that between the drives of business and capitalism and making a lot of money, which is a lot of fun. Sure. And then the drive towards really helping make a difference in the world and in people's lives. You know, Stephen, that's a, such a big topic, but it really is my favorite topic. Um, I've been, a, so I've, I've been teaching for since the age of 18 and I've actually taught the Bible longer than longer than I've taught any other subject. Um, now I'm so enamored the last probably seven to 10 years in quantum physics, which is a lot of what I love to teach mindset. And, uh, but I also love to make money and I started making money at the age of 12 and I learned that I loved it at the age of 12. Um, back then, you know, I would subscribe to small business uh, opportunities magazine and none of the none of my other friends were subscribing to this magazine. And uh, so I never let let on that I that I was a subscriber or that I had, you know, that, that I was subscribing to it. Um, but I've always been enamored with both, you know, helping others. Well, actually, it was really about making money initially. That's all it was. And eventually 
I came to realize that we're actually here for three reasons. Number one, we're here to, to be, we're human beings, not human doings. We're here to have an experience, human beings. So we're here to be. Um, secondly, we're here to do, we have a mission, we have a purpose. And then thirdly, we're here to give, we're here to share all the knowledge and information that we have with other people. And I, I really believe we could do it all. I don't think that there's like, okay, you can make money over here and you can give back and share over there. I think it's all, it can all be one and the same. If you set the right outcome from the beginning, or you set the right intention. Um, and so, but it took me a while, Stephen, to really, because I, I was at the same point in my thirties. Um, I had a, I'd made my first million dollars when I was tw uh, 29 years old. Um, I, I had a very successful company. I was making 150,000 a month. Um, and I was, uh, I had a, bought a six bed, uh, seven bedroom home, 6,000 square feet when I was 26 years old. I mean, I was on it, man. And, but it mm. was just all about stacking. <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, stacking. Mm -hmm. And um, even though it was, it was ministry based, but the money kind of overshadowed a lot of it. And I didn't teach other people what I did. I didn't teach them what I knew. I didn't teach them what I learned. And uh, it was very empty. And, and now when I coach people, I say, you know, I can teach you how to make a million dollars or a million a year or however much you want, but you'll just be another miserable millionaire. Mm -hmm. What you really want to learn is your purpose, your identity, who you are, uh, why you're here. And then you want to build your business on top of that. I call it hone your superpower. That's mm -hmm. that's the title I've given it. Yeah, yeah, but I think there's something so powerful in that because I've gone through a similar journey and come to realize you know, the gifts, the superpowers, as you call them, that I have. Yeah. And I love sure. that feeling of helping other people realize what their purpose is, what sure. they're actually here for. And right. yet what's interesting is what attracts people into my world is they're looking to make a change in their life. They're looking to make more money. They're looking to get out of the job that they don't love to do something that they really do. Sure. And so it always, for, for me in particular, it's always been attracted by you know, that carrot of making right. a lot of money. And so sometimes what I've noticed is that that can muddy the waters. It's like the, the impact is the real driving force, yet the money is the thing that's actually attracting people in wanting to make that change. Um, when yeah. you're working with a client yourself, how would you advise that they, you know, navigate that? Because I feel like a lot of people, they want to make an impact. They want to do something meaningful. They want yeah. to have a phenomenal family, yet they have this draw, this feeling that it needs to be all about the money because they're so focused on safety and scarcity and, and security. Sure. Yeah. And it's interesting that the more money you make and the, you, as you start to learn the principles of money and the science yeah. behind making money, um, you start to learn that it's so easy to, to make money. I mean, once you're on that side where you understand it, the fundamentally at the quantum level, um, there's almost nowhere that I could go, I believe, and not make money. Like with what I've learned, and I know you uh, feel the same way. And so, so that piece of it, but when you don't have, when you're coming from a standpoint of lack, um, yeah. and this is why I teach my students to be debt-free, uh, in as much as possible, because if you're not debt free, lack will dictate your decisions. And when you make decisions from a standpoint of lack, those decisions can ultimately turn out to be very poor um, in the grand scheme of what you should or could be doing. You know, you hit it on the head, Stephen, at the beginning. 
It's all about finding out who you are. What is your superpower? What to give you an example? Um, you know, I used to watch the uh, well, now it's the Avengers It's kind of the you know more mm-hmm. popular one. Uh, but it was the Justice League when I was growing up. OK, it was Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman and others that would fight crime together. And they were pretty badass by themselves. But when you put them together, forget about it. However, each one had a particular skill and the others had other skills. Right. Um, so there's certain situations you wouldn't send Superman into. Hmm. You know, if there was kryptonite a- around or so. Now, if I had a stealth mission, I'm not going to send the Incredible Hulk. You know, uh, because, you know, if I'm if I'm on the Avengers, because he doesn't know how to be stealthy, you know, I'm going to send Ant-Man or somebody, you know, somebody that knows how to maneuver. But because because Hulk, all he knows how to do is smash stuff, which is a great skill. Mm -hmm. But that but that's that may not be the skill that's needed. And so when you when you come to understand who you are, that's the key. That's the main thing. And then you build your business on top of that. Now, not only do we have a rocking business but we have a very, very happy life. You know, in my, from what I've observed, my belief is that happiness is a byproduct of living your purpose. So you can have all the money in the world. I mean, I made my first million dollars over 20 years ago and I made many, many million cents, but if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do on this realm, in this realm, then I'm I'm not going to be happy at the same time while I'm making Mm -hmm. millions and you can do both. So, but it has to start with, you know, who you are at the very core. And honestly, you know, once you, once you know who you are, your why becomes very apparent. Your why, your why becomes very obvious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it takes that self-awareness. It takes that self-discovery yeah. to get to the point, to being able to be clear on who you are, what your gift is and, and what you can do. And the reason that this relates to investing, the reason yeah. this relates to creating the life you want is because you can go out and make the investments. You right. can go buy real estate. You can invest in private equity. You can do the different things that are going to allow you to be able to be financially free. But if you're not in alignment, if you don't know what you want and why you want it, what your purpose is and what's actually driving you, you're going to end up getting to that point where you yeah. create all the things you thought you wanted, but because you didn't know yourself or you weren't clear on what you actually wanted, that there's going to be kind of a missing feeling That'll yes. Be yeah. And it's basically disillusion, uh, disenchantment. Uh, you'll be disappointed. And yeah. um, and at the end of the day, there'll, there'll be a life of regret. You know, Bronnie Ware, she wrote a book called The Five Regrets of the Dying. And she mm-hmm. was a palliative care nurse. And uh, I think in Australia, um, she worked only with people in their last 12 years of uh, 12 weeks of life, their last 12 weeks of life. And she worked with hundreds and hundreds and if not thousands of these people. And she came to understand that there were five things that they regretted as they were taking their last breath on their deathbed. And the number one regret, Stephen, is so in- incredible. The number one regret that people had is I wish I'd had the courage to live a life that was true to myself, not the life others wanted for me. And most of you listening right now, or some of you or many of you, or maybe even you right now listening, uh, you're living a life that someone else designed for you. It's not the life that you designed. Maybe, you know, your parents wanted you to go to a certain school. So you went to that school. And as a result, you met the person you married. And then that job opened up over there. Now, there's nothing that can't be unraveled. 
Um, and things can work out and can work for your good, even if it was not what you ultimately probably would have been the best choice for you. But when you live a life by design instead of by default, you live a better life. Now, listen to the second biggest regret of those on their deathbed. The number two, number one, I wish I had lived my life, figured out who I am and lived who I am, my purpose. And number two, Stephen, the number two regret of all is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Mm. And that's one of the big reasons I wrote three hours a day, because entrepreneurs have to know that there is an easier way to do business. Now, the last thing I want to say on that is don't get the idea that because uh, there there can be fear here where it's like, well, what if I discover that, you know, I, I like doing this and then I'm totally going to go in some other field where I make no money. That's not really how it works. Uh, it's basically what what, a, what people don't understand is they're, you're, you're confusing what you do with who you are. What you do is not who you are. And I've said this for years that, you know, I've been who I am authentically when I was in the music business, did that for 10 years, was very mm. successful. Um, I did it. And I started that company when I was 23. At 33, I got in the real estate business and was very successful, sold over a thousand homes in my first 10 years, became the number one uh, solo real estate agent in Austin, Texas, out of almost 10,000 agents. There was 9,800 when the Austin Business Journal re- uh, came out with the report. And uh, my I was number one in the city. Um, so I was very successful there. Um, I got into the uh, in, in the seminar business and very successful in that. And the, the reality is it, I was still doing the same thing. If you put me in plumbing, selling plumbing parts, that's I'm going to be who I am doing that. So you can take who you are. What you do is just a conduit for who you are. OK, so don't get don't get the idea that you're going to have to switch professions or do something else. You might, but most likely you know, unless you've made some really <laughs> bad choices, you'll probably be able to kind of stay where you are and just re sort of purpose your life. You know, we yeah. can get into how to do that as well. If, you know? Yeah. I think, I think we will, because I think it's really powerful, but what, yeah. what I'm, what I'm really taking away and what I hope that other people are, are, are hearing is that once you get clear on who you are, Right. And part of naming your number is actually getting clear on what you want from your life. What are your gifts? What you can do with those gifts? uh, Then what you are able to then uh, create in your life is a place where you're in so much better alignment. You know, I had a great coaching call with a client yesterday and she was very successful. She was making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. And yet she felt like she wasn't. And she felt like she was drawn towards doing more impact work. She enjoyed the volunteering that she was doing. And she had this belief, this belief that it was impossible for her to do impactful work and make money doing it. Right. And, and through the process of, of what always happens when you're coaching somebody is you have them realize that, that, well, that belief isn't true. And -hmm. there's actually a bunch of other beliefs that could serve you even more uh, impactfully and yet it also didn't mean that she needed to change her career in order to do more of that work, That's although right. it's an option that she had that she didn't even think was available. Right. And so what I'm curious for you, Nolly, is you're a guy who's been very intentional. You've created a life by design. Have you named your number, drawn that line in the sand about how much you need to earn in order to create the life you want? And more importantly, than talking about the number, what did that do for you when you made that decision? that this was the line 
And what came from that? What focus came from that? Yeah. So I've been teaching this for so long and I actually call it a monthly nut. And this is, this is a concept that I've uh, been teaching for years and years and years. And I ask people, what's your monthly nut? Um, because you know, what you're talking about is I'll give you an example. So when I was 45, I paid off my house. I was completely debt-free. All, all, all other debt had already been paid and I paid off my house. So I'm like, okay, I did it. I did, you know, and I, you yeah. know, I'm yelling debt, I'm debt free and I'm all excited. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> but then the bills kept coming in. <laughs> so yeah. I said, wait a minute, there's residual bills. Maybe I need to create residual income. Yeah, and right. I started, that's when I started to realize that, you know, you can, you can be debt free, which is great. It's a great space to be in. I love it. Uh, and also there's another level, which is what you teach. Stephen is like your name, your number. So my number, you know, honestly, and I've made so much more than this, but 20,000 a month for me um, is comfort. Okay. Uh, I'm already there. I'm already, it's residual. Um, if, if I don't, if I literally, <laughs> I'm not going to do this, but if I go to Europe for six months or seven months or eight months, I've got that residual income coming in every single month and I don't have to work uh, for a living anymore. Um, but now my new number is 40,000. I say, why not? 10,000 a week sounds better to me. Um, and actually I've been in a place where I was making 150,000 a month, but I had all these expenses. I had lots of overhead, you know, I had 14 employees, 18 artists on my label. Um, I was spending 160 with, with yeah. making 150. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so having, uh, so, so now my number is uh, 40,000 a month. And so I'm working toward that number now. Um, I don't need that much, but it's but what I've always taught people is if you can have your monthly nut covered, just your basic expenses, then all the other income that you create can go toward, you know, you, your overhead. And I actually teach it in my book, how to do that. Um, you have to create other, this is getting a little off track, but, but um, a lot of people don't realize that the money that you seek uh, is all around you. For example, um, people, sometimes when I'm coaching, they say, well, I can't afford that. You know, I can't afford to hire yeah. someone. You tell me to delegate. I say, well, the better question is, how can I afford it? Not, I can't afford it. When you say I can't afford it, that's an affirmation that goes yeah. straight to your subconscious mind and it program, it continues to program and run in that program. Okay, we can't afford it. He says we can't afford this. So let's not, you know, let's not even create, yeah. let's not create the ideas that will create the income. Um, so to give an example, when I hire a VA, let's say I'm paying a VA in the Philippines, a thousand dollars a month. Uh, to do video editing. Let's just an example. So I do have a video editor that does video editing for me. Um, and I created, I have a group of, uh, you know, a group of entrepreneurs and I went to them and I said, Hey, would you like video editing? Cause I don't need the guy full time. Um, it's $300 a month. He'll do any video editing you want. And I got five people to sign up. That's $1,500 a month coming in. I'm paying him a thousand. So all of my video, and it takes him about 20% of his time to do the work for those five and the rest of the 80%, he can do all my stuff. So if you're creative and you can think of ways to not have to pay people out of your own pot or create an additional revenue stream for your VA or whoever you leverage, um, you know, you just got to be smarter about the way you do it. Um, but yeah, that's my, that's my monthly number. 
Well, it's getting out of the box. And that's one of the yeah, things that's so powerful about your yeah. new book, <laughs> Three Hours a Day. Where can people find that? I know it just was released recently, Nolly. I yeah, it's actually in Barnes should. & Noble. I, I walked into Barnes & Noble in Austin and grabbed it. Uh, it's obviously it's uh, at on Amazon. Um, Kindle version just was released and the Audible is coming out very, very soon as well. So, uh, so, and, and it's, you know, a lot of, for me, I work three hours a day, but that's the ultimate. Um, when you look at the, there's a lot of scientific studies that have been done. And when you look at even people that work like employees, the, the study is, has shown that their average productivity in a day is about three hours. Even if they clock in eight hours, we already know that if you give somebody six hours to do something or seven hours or eight hours or three hours, they'll get it done. Okay. And there's a lot of experiments that have been done on that. And what I've come to discover is that 90% of what most entrepreneurs do, most of my coaching clients, whether they be a chiropractor, real estate agent, uh, dentist, doesn't matter. 90% of the things that they do in their company um, are not really moving the needle. The 10% of what they do is what moves the needle 90%. So I say, you know, focus only on the 10% or get yourself to a point where you can only have to focus on the 10% and all the other stuff, you know, putting out fires, you know, uh, uh, navigating through the weeds, uh, maintaining status quo, all that stuff will be done by others. Um, but it, but initially you want to incorporate three hours a day into your current workday, you know? So there's, there's only two things that a person should be doing during, and, and this is kind of going in a, can we go on this real quick side road? I'd love to let's do yeah. it. Yeah. So what I discovered is that, you know, when you start coaching people and you, you, you know, this Stephen, cause you coach thousands of entrepreneurs as well. You start to realize that all these entrepreneurs only have two problems and your business will only ever have two problems. You know, it's interesting because a lot of times we think, man, my business has all these problems. I got to solve all these issues, but really you only ever have two problems. Number one, you don't have enough money. Number two, you don't have enough time. It's one of the, one of the two or both. Now, if your business has a money problem, that's cash flow. That's a cash flow issue. Uh, and then also future wealth. Um, then what you should be focusing on are two big picture priorities, only two, and that's generating leads and closing sales, closing appointments. Those are really the only two things that you should like. If you focus only on those two things, your business would grow. Okay. And if you gave up all the other stuff that you're doing, your business would still grow. Now, once you start becoming real good and you start generating business and you become, you know, maybe top salesperson in your office or, you know, the top chiropractor in your city or whatever, then you're going to have a time problem because there's only unless you clone yourself, you're not going to be able to you're, you're basically going to run out of the ability to continue to serve. And then you've got to duplicate so that at that point, you know, you have a leverage issue. You know, time problem is, sol is solved through leverage um, and what you'll be focused on your two big picture priorities will be branding. You know, you'll be the brand ambassador. You know, you might not be putting hands on people and doing the adjustments anymore. Uh, you'll have a, maybe a team of people doing that. Um, and you'll be on podcast. You'll be doing your YouTube channel. You'll be doing all the other stuff that you're doing to build your brand. Uh, and then you'll be uh, focused on leadership, branding and leadership. You'll be leading your team um, because the reality is, Stephen, the bigger your business grows, the less you should have to do. The bigger you can grow it, the less you'll have, you should have to work. 
Yeah. And what's beautiful about realizing this is that what it does, Nolly, and what you've done is such a good job in your book of really outlining is simplifying the path to success. That's what right. is it that's going to move the needle, right? right. You can apply that's this it. in your personal life. You can apply it in your business. Yeah. What is it the thing that you want? And then what is going to be the most valuable use of your personal time that's to end correct. up getting there, right? You need yeah. more time. Well, then we need to hire some people. We need to get you focused on the things that are best for you. You need more money. Well, you need to be focused on sales and leads, right? That's and right. when you simplify things down that's to it. that path and you have that core focus, yeah. That's where really big changes start happening. Yeah. I mean, when you when you think about it, many entrepreneurs, including like the, this one that you said is very successful, a lot of times what they'll do is they'll fill their day up with busyness mm -hmm. because it just makes the ego feel good. Like I'm busy, I'm working, I'm doing something. But yeah. we all know that busyness doesn't equals business. And what I do with my coaching clients is I make them, I say, hey, I want you for the next three days to chronicle for me every single thing that you do during the day. Go, oh, I'm working 14 hours. Oh, I'm on my hustle. Okay, let me see what you're doing. And I guarantee you that 90%, sometimes 80% if they're really efficient, but for the, you know, you typically it's 90% of the things that they do every day, they shouldn't, they're, they're not actually generating, they're not income producing activities is what I call an income producing activity is an activity that creates fresh and immediate new cash flow or future wealth. Okay. If it doesn't do one of those two things, then you shouldn't be doing it. Um, it, it like, let's say you take on a new client. Okay. If you know, I'm going to give an example of my, my massage therapist. Um, she wanted to learn my system and I taught her and she was working by herself at, at a chiropractor's office and she charged by the hour. So it was like this much for a two hour massage, this much for 90 minutes. By the way, I, I'm, I'm the two hour. <laughs> I, I used to do one hour. And then she said, have you ever tried a two hour massage? I said, no, I've never, never even considered doing that. <laughs> I've been hooked ever since. I mean, it's, it's la la land. So much deeper, but, right? Oh, it's just incredible. It's inc anyway, uh, uh, I digress. So I taught her my system, took her a few weeks to learn it. And uh, within just a few months, she had hired uh, three people. They were do she she basically was getting 50 percent of their bookings and then she broke her foot. OK, about three months after she had learned my system, she couldn't work for months. OK, and then when she was working on me after she was back to work, she said uh, and she was still she was it was her and three other people. And she was doing, you know, I still wanted her by her special request. And she says, she says, Nolly, if it wasn't for you, I'd have lost my house. So what do you mean? She said, you remember when I couldn't work for all these months, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to pay my mortgage. And now she has three locations. She's got over 50 massage therapists and she doesn't do any massage therapy at all. So when you think about scaling, you actually eventually you could work yourself out of a job, which a lot of people would be like, man, I don't want to do that. And I get it. But what I would what I always tell my students is let your business get as big as it wants to be. Your business wow. wants to be bigger than you're letting it be. And you're the bottleneck. It's not that anybody else is uh, crimping your growth. You're the bottleneck because you're spending so much time focused on non-income producing activities that you're not growing your business. Yeah. And what's so powerful about this, Nolly, is that once you get in alignment from that place, and you know what you actually want from your life and you know what your skill is 
Yeah. Then you start operating from a place where money is no longer a problem. Not at all. Money is an easy thing that starts coming because you start changing those beliefs. You start seeing the results. You start being able to trust and rely on other people, which is core to a business. And so if you're an employee, the same kind of thought process applies because you're working in a business. You have to be Mm -hmm. thinking, hey, how do I add value to the company? And by, by coming at it from this perspective and encouraging and allowing yourself to make those changes in your career, some really big things will happen. I want to get into one topic that you brought up earlier, just because it's something that I'm really into myself. You mentioned an interest or passion about quantum physics and something that most people, when they hear about this stuff, they think, well, Hey, how does that apply to life? How does that apply to business? And as I've been diving (laughs) in and understanding about frequency and energy and connecting things in your world and being able to move up the levels it's totally changed my world and it's allowed me to attract so much more into my life and be able yeah. to live from a place where, you know, I do feel like I'm in much better alignment. And I know how to get back there. Talk to me about kind of from your perspective, how has it impacted your life? And why don't you just give us a little definition of, of uh, what we're talking about here? Yeah. So quantum physics is the stuff is just, don't, don't get afraid of the word. It's, it's really, um, it's actually very simple. So, you know, quantum physics is the study of uh, matter at the subatomic level. Um, And it's been discovered that when you look at something at a subatomic level, um, at levels much, much further below atoms, which were at once one time thought to be the, you know, the smallest measure of, 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 of a particle or, or solid matter. When you start looking at what's happening in the subatomic level, you start to realize that our world, the physical world that we live is really just a shadow or a mirror of what's really happening at the subatomic level in all areas. So for example, your brain, now we're getting crazy here a little bit, but your (laughs) brain is a receiver and it's also a so it receives information and it's also a broadcaster. Your your brain can broadcast. So just like your Wi-Fi box, you know, we tried to do this um, this interview a week ago and my Wi-Fi wasn't working, you know, because I live on an island. I live in Puerto Rico and it was just not working. And uh, what we discovered is that the same you have the same kind of receptors as what you what works with Wi-Fi, what works with radio signals, which a lot of people really can't understand, even with electricity, we're electrical beings. We are electric, <clears throat> electric um, uh, magnetic beings. And so we have a central nervous system that is pretty much all electricity. And um, the, the point is that every single thing that you create or every, every single thing that you look around and see, for example, in front of me, there's a a phone, there's my screen. Uh, I can see a microphone in front of me. I've got a bottle of water here. Well, all of that existed in the mind of someone first. And then it became, you know, existed as a thought and then it became a reality. So everything starts at a a level that's subatomic because when you think about the way your brain works and, and, and by the way, the, the brain has neuroplasticity, which we didn't even know until about 150 years ago that the brain could actually change. I remember uh, being in class and they said, don't drink a beer because you're going to damn, you're going to, you're going to kill your brain cells and they'll never grow back. Well, that's not true. Brain cells are growing back all the time and they're always creating channels and, and sort of pathways according to what you're telling it. Mm 
you're programming. We've been programmed since since birth. And you're at this point, once you were no longer programmed, when you went out on your own, you're still being programmed and you're programming yourself. So the reality, the life that you live is actually the life that you created at the quantum level. Okay. Um, it's now manifest. So everything that you see around you is what you manifest and what you created. Um, and this is what the, the most brilliant minds already understood. You know, Nikola Tesla uh, figured this out. Albert Einstein was playing in this, in this realm. Um, and it, when you look at all the, the great brilliant minds, um, they understood and, and continue to understand that everything happens on the quantum level. So if you can control what's happening in your subconscious, for example, which is at the quantum level, the subconscious uh, actually uh, 95% of the things that you do every day are autonomic in nature. They happen with, with or without your cooperation. Um, if you think that you're the thinker of your thought, think again, <laughs> you know, you can sit on a beach and try not to think anything and thoughts will still come in. Well, who's thinking those thoughts? You might think it's you. Well, there's a program behind you that we're getting deeper now. I don't want yeah. to go too deep on that. But the reality is, if you can tap into the quantum field, you can change everything in your world. Yeah. And to, to kind of summarize this yeah. is if you're listening to this and you're thinking, hey, I have no idea what Nolly's talking about. I don't really understand this. Great. That means there's an opportunity for growth and change. And it's just the beginning of something new. But yes. it's not even something that was just newly discovered. It's been discovered <clears throat> for a very long time. There's a great sure. book that I loved that really helped me wrap my head around it. Be called Becoming Supernatural by Dave Yeah, Spencer. I love that. I love that book. Um, it's great. And his yeah, work has book. been great because he is a, a, a scientist. He's documenting. He's documenting. He's what's, documenting what's, what's yeah. actually happening and the changes. Right. And right. take something that is kind of nebulous and seems right. far off. It right. allows you to realize that you have a lot more influence over who you are and how you show up and therefore what you attract into your life. Absolutely. And so from that place, if you're operating yeah. from that level, you're able to create the things that Nolly and I are talking about yeah. much more easily versus trying yeah. to force and push things. So Nolly, how That's has correct. this impacted your life or how have you used it personally? You know, I, I used it to get my first house. Um, I was 26 years old and I wanted a 6,000 square foot home. Six, I put down six to 10,000 square feet. You know, you, you have to be specific when you're making this imprint, because basically what you're doing is you're um, so. And this is again, it's, it's weird for <laughs> even when I say it, it sounds weird because it's weird for people that don't understand how the how the yeah. universe works. Uh, so the universe works in a way where it's an order taker. So just imagine someone comes up over to your table. You're at a restaurant, which is basically what the universe is. It's a restaurant. You walk in and you place your order. Now you're at a restaurant and, and you sit down. The waiter comes over or, uh, and says, hey, what do you have? You say, well, I'll have, you know, it kind of it's kind of one of those days where I'm thinking about a grilled cheese and a tomato soup. That's what I'm going for right now. Uh, and then they, as they start, they say, no problem. They walk away. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Um, let me go ahead and have that garden salad instead with the salmon. Okay, no problem. I'll change your order. Now they start walking away again. You say, wait, 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 wait. Where are you going? Hold on. I'm not done. Scratch that and give me a, a cheeseburger. Now, if you do this about three or four times, you know what the, the waiter's going to say? You know what? When you're ready to order, call me. Okay. 
And this is what people do every day, Stephen. They're like, oh, I want this. I want this. I want this. And they do it for two, couple, two, three weeks. And then they next week, they want something else. Then they want, and the universe is constantly confused and they don't end up ever really making progress. And the reality is what you want, what you desire, desires you. Okay. What you desire, desires you, and you're constantly attracting that into your realm, but it takes a little bit of time. And so, and, and by the way, the two biggest things that will detract are fear and doubt. Okay. When you start to have fear and you start to manifest doubt, it will automatically cancel, clear and erase. It's like the delete button um, on the things that are coming to you. So, I mean, all the great masters taught about this, uh, obviously Jesus Christ taught about it uh, as well. You know, you can have whatever you say, if you, if you desire, you can have it. And uh, it goes on and on the great, all the great teachers taught about it. Um, but it is a power that we have been given as human beings, as homo sapiens, that we have not tapped into enough. So again, I, I used it to get this house here. When I was in the, my first house, I, I used it. I drew out. It's eerie. When you see what I drew as to what my house was going to be, with the columns and everything. And what I bought was it, basically you would have told me I drew it after I bought the house, this yeah. house, I drew it when I was in Maui. Uh, I was in Maui seven years ago and I drew out what my next house is going to be. It's going to have ocean on one side, uh, ocean view, which I'm looking right now. I can see the ocean and right behind me. If I look out this window, I can see the mountains. So on the, on the picture, it has ocean on one side, mountains on the other. It has two buildings on it. And then it has a lot of different features that are basically this home. And I didn't even realize it, Stephen, until I found the picture after we had bought this house here in Puerto Rico, you know? Mm. Um, and so that's just kind of the bigger ways, but everything else. I mean, I was in a class one time and the guy says, what, what, what's your dream car? I said, I want an S550. I want it to be gray. Um, I want it. And I described all the features of what I wanted. And lo and behold, a few months later, that was my vehicle that was pulling in, the, in my driveway. And so you, but you can become intentional about it. See, we create everything unintentionally anyway. People say, well, that, I don't believe in that. Well, it doesn't matter if you believe in it. It's what's happening to you already. What you have in your life is what you've created either through negative thoughts or positive. And you don't even have to, you don't even have to believe in it for it to work. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you can start to channel it and start to utilize it in your favor if you if you so choose. Hopefully that yeah, makes what, a little more sense. What I think so powerful about this is that it really takes the mystical and what often people have thought of as the religious, the belief, the prayer, sure. the intention, and yeah. it brings a scientific perspective interpretation right. to it. Right. And it brings those two worlds together. So you Absolutely. can believe whatever you want to believe, but at the same time, it's working whether you believe it or not. Yeah. And what you'll start to notice is the more that you understand this, you more to understand the process of setting that intention and being clear and being uh, direct with what you're looking for and setting one clear order. You'll start yeah. to notice the synchronicities. You'll start to notice those things start coming into your life and some beautiful things will happen. Well, Nolly, I'd love to spend a whole episode <laughs> talking to you about this because yeah. I'm very passionate yeah. about it. I think it can really change lives as people start to wrap their head around it. But as we wrap up today's episode, I'd love for you to wrap up on this question. What advice would you give to those who are listening who are looking at being more intentional about the life and business they're creating? How can they go about doing that? And what do you recommend? The biggest thing I recommend is that you do 
uh, what we call the work. And a lot of times I don't like hearing that myself. Uh, you may not like hearing it. And, and I've, I've taught it to people um, without sensitivity. Um, like, Hey, you got to do the work. You got to do the like, yeah. crap, man. What are you talking about, man? Um, there's actually a new book out. I don't have it yet, but some of my students are, are raving over it called how to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, but I recommend that you have introspection. You know, it's been said that the unexamined life is not worth living. And um, the reality, and that was uh, a philosopher that said that, and that's so real. You know, what I would say is do as much as you can. Uh, There's all these different personality profile tests that you can take, like the DISC profile test, Wealth Dynamics, which is one of my favorite. They're all free. Uh, I've got them on my website. Um, There's a new one. I just, well, I've been hearing about it, the Enneagram. I might be saying that wrong, Mm. but there's all these different assessments that can help you understand how you're wired. Um, And then I've got one called Discovering Your Divine Destiny, which is Mm. um, a workbook with 121 questions where it basically gets you to understand who you are. If you've never done that work, um, that, that would be my biggest advice is to start there because once you understand who you are, you'll start to behave in the ways that are in alignment with your ultimate greatness. You know, my, my purpose is, it, is to inspire you to become all that God created you to be so that you can live the life you were meant to live. And when you think about this, Stephen, you know, it's been asked, why does a rose bloom? Well, it blooms because it's a rose. That's what roses do. And when you find out who you are, you'll start to bloom in the way that you're supposed to bloom just naturally. Like you won't even have to try to do it. A rose doesn't try hard to bloom. It just blooms because that's what it was created to do. Just like you were created for that. So yeah, find out who you are um, as Stephen pointed out in the beginning and start using the quantum field in your advantage to your advantage. Yeah, it's one of the most powerful things you can do. And if you want to learn more about that, highly recommend the book. Uh, It's one from one of uh, my favorite people on Instagram, the holistic psychologist, Dr. Nicole. Uh, Mm. Absolutely recommend. Check her out. Dive deeper into yourself. Nolly, this was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Highly recommend you grab Nolly's new book, uh, The Three Hour hour Day. Yeah, three hours uh, a day, baby. That's it. Yeah three hours a day. Mm -hmm. And uh, Nolly, look forward to having you on again. Really appreciate you joining us. And thanks for listening. We'll see you all in the next episode. Today's episode is sponsored by Von Finch Capital. If you're interested in investing alongside me in the same type of real estate opportunities that I personally invest in, then head over to Von Finch Capital and join their private investor network. You can do so at vonfinch.com slash invest. Join me on that next deal. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Head over to theinvestormindset.com to join the Insider Club, where we share tools and strategies from the top investors and entrepreneurs on how to take it to the next level. Hey, this is Steven again. Just one more thing before you take off, and that is the Insider's Newsletter. Would you enjoy getting a single email every week with some of my favorite things, including tips and strategies on how to get the most out of your life and your investments? Basically, what it is is some of the coolest things that I've discovered or am pondering when it comes to life, investing, and business delivered in a short email every week to your inbox. Easy to sign up for, easy to cancel. If you'd like to try it out, type into your browser, investormindset.com newsletter to get started, and you'll get the very next one.